Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Science of Life Radio's Medium Insights Hour, where we get to explore the mindsets of many accomplished spiritual mediums on a variety of topics related to the study of consciousness, spirituality, and, of course, the afterlife. My name's Roman, Roman Karpishka, and as your host, I'm very happy to welcome Janet Mayer back to the show. Like our guests, all of our other guests, Janet is an incredible medium. She's certified with the Forever Family Foundation. She also sits on its advisory board, and she's participated as a research medium in studies at the University of Arizona. She's worked with Dr. Jeff Tarrant in studies of brain correlations. She's also spent four years searching for answers about a language that she spontaneously began speaking. And her journey led her to the Smithsonian Institute, where her language was identified and translated. Turned out she speaks the ancient languages of Yanomani, Funio, Tucano, and Kanamari, all from indigenous tribes of South America. These languages have continued to emerge over the past 20 years. Janet is the author of Spirits. They are present and can and she can be reached by her website, www.janetmayer, that's M-A-Y-E-R, dot net. Ladies and gentlemen, we're continuing to doing the commercial free shows. So no interruptions, sit back. Put your feet up, curl up with a nice blanket, pet or loved one, have a drink on us. Let us stimulate your intellect for the next hour or so. But before we introduce Janet, I just want to make a couple of special uh, for every family foundation announcements. The um, The summer medium raffle registration is now open. Uh, details can be found on the event page of the foreverfamilyfoundation.org website. And also, uh, you'll find information there about uh, the spots that are still available for the October Grief Retreat in California. Yes, sounds looks very interesting. By the way, tonight's show is conducted for research and informational purposes, so your questions are more than welcome, but Janet will not be performing any readings. Um, and you know what? Uh, we've been, you know, coming up with questions for the, for the last, oh, over a year now, and it's been... C- going great so you guys have been uh, writing in your, your questions and uh you know those are the questions that we'll, we ask our mediums and we just welcome them to the show but if you want to call in you're more than welcome one 627 6008 so hi janet welcome to the show hi roland what a nice intro it's nice to be here thank you Thank you. It's been, uh, you know, I was looking back at the records, uh, like, you know, the last time, and it's about a year ago that we spoke. It was in April of last year. Okay, yeah, I knew. I thought it was about a year, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. yeah I'm back. Seven months, yeah. <laughs> what has happened? <laughs> yeah. How you, how you been out in the Midwest? 
I'm doing really well. We don't have a lot of snow, which is kind of a bummer. I like the snow, but, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing okay. And I'm keeping busy here. So that's the important thing. Fantastic. And enjoying. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Yeah. So, well, we're, uh, you know, we're going to top your mind and, you know, get, ask some questions and take some callers, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Janet, I mean, you're, you're, you're still active with all the languages, all of those languages that I mentioned earlier. Do you still um, practice them or speak them or do, do they do they appear to you at some times or how does that work? Um, they do. They um, as far as I don't know which languages come through at what time, but I mm-hmm. do still speak them. They come through and, you know, they'll be spontaneous at times and other times I'll meditate and I'll feel it really strong. So. I just go ahead and speak it and it's there. I mean, it's always, I always have the language. It's always there. I, like I said, it's, you know, sometimes it is really strong. Other times, not so much. Right. And now do you record, do you ever record yourself talking in? Like when you Um, know. I I used to all the time. I Mm -hmm. don't so much anymore because I guess, you know, not to, you know, sound bad, but it, because it's there, I'm used to it. So I just feel like, it, you know, if I want to speak it, I could sit down and do that. But for the most part, I don't record it anymore. Uh-huh. But people, you know, I mean, if somebody's like, you know, oh, can I record it? I'm, you know, it's like, sure, that's fine. I, it's, it's just, it's one of those things that to me, um, when I meditate and it comes through, it, it always helps. It holds meaning, even though I don't know exactly, you know, really what I'm saying, I feel it. Um, I never, you know, I've always had really strong emotion with it and I've always known that it's been there. And when it comes through, it can be, you know, they, you know, Ipu Piara, who is the one who um, discovered or told me what languages they were. He had told me in the past that, you know, um, it it can come through and it will get stronger and stronger. And so to just get used to that. And there's Mm -hmm. probably even more languages coming through also. But Mm -hmm. just, you know, if you're used to it and if you want to, you know, you feel the need to speak it, speak it because it will become even stronger. Okay. Right, right, right. Now, have you, uh, I mean, we mentioned four languages earlier. Mm -hmm. Are you saying there's a possibility there's probably more than that? Yeah. And and I don't know what they are, but um, Ipu has told me in the past, he's like, he could tell like, there's definitely, you know, it, it started off with just the one. And within, I don't know how many years I would have, you know, two and then three. And then I think it was like even a a number of years down the line, a fourth one came through and he said, you know, it'll probably keep happening. And I can tell when I'm speaking it sometimes that it's something new and I don't know what it is. And it's, it it might be way Mm -hmm. different. And, and sometimes the dialect, it could be in a male dialect or female. And when I had asked Ipu that he had told me, um, depending on what isn't said, will depend on if it's female or male, because in some of the tribes, the women were not allowed to say certain words. And so oh. if those words were being said, they knew it was a male dialect. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool. So meditation brings this on pretty much? Um, not necessarily. It could be at any time if I'm relaxed or mm-hmm. um, sometimes it happens if I'm, you know, if they're trying to warn me, if the spirits are trying to warn me, and give me the heads up about something, it may just spontaneously come through really fast. And that has happened in the past. I mean, it happened when, you know, when I'm driving sometimes, and one time all of a sudden it came through super strong and I slammed on the brakes, just not even realizing what I was doing. And 
um, oh. a big 18 wheeler truck pulled out like four cars in front of me and they're, they're, all the other cars are, you know, drifting, you know, flying this way and that way. And, and luckily I stopped and I didn't hit anybody. So it worked out, you know, kind of, of course, like they're watching over me in some ways and, and I appreciate it. And I try to pay attention, which is a really big thing I do with people. You know, I tell people on the, you know, when I do this, the fourth, the fourth mm-hmm. Thursday is by paying attention you know, you become more aware and more in tune. And, you know, we're all we're all intuitive. You know that we're all intuitive. We all have a certain level of intuition. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when when you pay attention to it, then you can, you know, start working with it more. I, I guess that's a good way to put it. It sounds kind of weird when I say it like that, but you, you become more aware and you become more intuitive and then you become more open and you're open minded. And before you know it, you're starting to understand things even faster or, you know, more things will start coming through that you understand. And I think that that's a really, you know, important thing for all of us to remember and to work on and to focus mm-hmm. on. And I think that, you know, that's a, a really, really big thing for me is I always try to remind people to do that and, vis- you know, visualize um, also like when you're meditating and when the languages will come through during that time then I try to even focus more on what am I seeing? You know, it's like, okay, what am I feeling first of all? And then what am I seeing? Because that is the only way I can, you mm-hmm. know, learn from these languages that I don't know. Yeah. But when they come through me, it's like, how does it feel? And is it rushed? Is it comforting? Is it a message? Is it, you know, does, how does it feel? Or is it something that person needs to know? So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Wow. So it's not only the the message itself, but it's the the way that it's delivered that's important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if if you'd like me to speak them, I can do that. I can speak it for you. I mean, it's it's Please. always there. Let's have a sample. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Okay, and then wow, it, that I, just came out. I that can, just flew right out of you. Yeah, it does. And then I could, I might keep going, or all of a sudden it might shift, and it feels like it shifted. So I wanted to say that, and then it goes, "Mopele on onotariana adadomel o sere alamopia pesanaman mano eta mano uja yasi yuma ikamolo sere dana mortalariana mod esipilea dorokan mayana." And then you know, and then it goes to something else. So there's a lot that comes through in a lot of different ways, and. So when I, I hear it, it's like, okay, what did I feel from that? What is, what is it? What's the take home right. message, even if I don't know exactly what I'm saying? So I try to work on it like that and see how it can help. And, you know, and sometimes I don't, it's just more comforting. And other times it's like, they're trying to, you know, push me forward about something or, get, you know, get moving or doing something. And, and so I always find it really interesting when it comes through. And like I said, you never know how it's going to sound or, you know, which, which language is going to, you know, come through at that moment yeah yeah well maybe you should like develop your own rosetta stone or something you with you <laughs> so you get to grasp these words and you'll start learning what you're saying <laughs> yeah yeah well you know and it's it's funny because um Ipu Piero, who ended up did who um helped who he translated the languages um he had told me that they were either uh um prayers or blessings of the earth or to people and, you know, telling us to be more earth honoring Mm -hmm. and, you know, just really kind of earthy messages, which is something, you know, 
I mean, I'll be honest, years ago, I wasn't really earthy, <laughs> you know, I was pretty just like, you know, living in the moment here with, you know, doing what I, doing my thing. And, and it does kind of bring home, you know, the whole fact of that we're all on this earth and we do need to be a little more earth honoring and, and we can all find our own way. You know, I'm not going to go, you know, tell you what you have to do and do this and do that. But it is something that's important to remember that, you know, if you find your own way, whether you simply you know, do more recycling or whatever you choose to do, you know, that that's something that will be more aware to you that will bring some acknowledgement to the earth and to help the earth. So, you know, I think it's kind of that's one of their big messages when they came through, which was yeah. really interesting since I'm I was never really like that type of person. It was cool that when it came through, it was kind of a reminder like, hey, you know, you live here, too. And it's like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. Now, yeah. have you noticed like any changes in the the spiritual shifts or any spiritual shifts as a result of you know it's a different world now than it was two years ago, like pre COVID and post COVID. A lot of mm, people are yeah. making comparisons. And have you noticed any kind of shift? Oh, I think there's been lots of shifts. I mean, I think actually, I I think even on your show. I was on your show a couple years ago mm-hmm. and it might've been in January. And I had said to you something about, um, I felt something was really going on heavy, but I, I felt like it could have been around me. I didn't want to say it was about the world or anything. And at the time I was like, man, it felt really weird. And I never really thought about it after that. And then when all that started happening, I was like, Ooh, I wonder if that's that they were trying to, you know, give me a heads up about that. Right. And then, you know, when all this happened over the last couple of years, it's like there's definitely a huge shift, I think. I mean, oh, yeah. just think about it in general. You know, if you're not even, you know, intuitive or a medium or a psychic or whatever, you know, you everybody feels it on some level. And unfortunately, many people experienced it, you know, with loved ones. But I think there is a really big shift and people are kind of going in a direction of, you know, they're going deeper within, you know, they're finding their own, their own path now that maybe they weren't always working towards. They were, you know, out in the world doing their thing, you know, media, media, this, that. And now it's kind of like, okay, it's, it's bringing it in closer. I think to each individual where you're, uh, it's a little more on a personal level, even though it's worldwide, we also feel it on a more personal level. And that I think people are experiencing more and, and maybe part of it is because a lot of people work from home, so they're not having as much interaction with, you know, coworkers and this and that. So when you're having a lot more alone time, even though right. you may be working, you become more intuitive. You you start getting you, you start hooking in a little deeper in a different way. And and for some people, it can be very uncomfortable. And for some people, it's very comfortable. So, you know, it's it's kind of like we all shifted, but now everybody's trying to find their new road or their new way they're going. And I I think that that's really important because then they have a kind of a relationship with the universe that maybe they really never thought about, but now they're sitting there at home at their desk, you know, in their office or what, and they're like, Hmm, what's going on? Why am I picking up something? Or they think about somebody that they've been working with. And then, you know, their coworker tells them something and they're like, wow, I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. And and what it is, is they're just becoming more intuitive because they have Mm -hmm. their own space. They're not, you know, in with a whole big crowd of people all the time, doing stuff all the time, they're now settling down within like their own place. You know, I think you touched upon something for sure. 
um, the, the world is definitely, it's a brave new world out there. Uh, yeah. Different. Um, I, I tend to agree with, with that very much. Um, I myself, I mean, I used to go into work five days a week and now I'll go in maybe one day a week and work four days from home. Mm-hmm. It, it does give you a lot more uh, self self reflection time, and that I guess promotes you know promotes this this kind of uh, intuitiveness that we naturally have. Right, and isn't it interesting that in a way we were everyone was forced to figure out a new path. Your everyone was placed in this you know position mm-hmm. that we were all at home, you know, and so now you're forced into a new realm that you've never been in. And, and, you know, a lot of people find it really uncomfortable. They're like, I mean, now they might not now they're like, Oh yeah, keep me at home. You know, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you got to remember though, that when all this was happening, you know, people, they don't know what direction to go in. And I hear that from a lot of, you know, younger people too, that they're like, I'm just not sure what path I want to take. And, And you're kind of like, yeah, it's, it's bringing you to a different level that, you know, the, it's like the universe shifted and you know they didn't tell everybody the plan but here it is now and so you know now you have to go in a new direction and i think that you know this is a great time for people to become you know more intuitive to start meditating or you know taking five or ten minutes if you can and and just spending some quiet time and you know get Mm -hmm. into this space and find comfort and you know do something where you can end up it can actually help you in the future and you didn't even realize it would do that. You know, you, you had no clue that this could happen. And now it has. And so, you know, you probably hear more people talking about, um, you know, having experiences and all their intuition. And and it's it's really cool because it's almost like it's making our universe stronger. Has has um, has your practice changed because of COVID? Like, I mean, maybe like the, the ratio of like people that you see personally has gone down and you see more people online now with Zoom meetings or whatever. Because oh, yeah, for me, it was always the same with I, I would only do it on the phone. I don't really want to look at anybody. I don't like looking at people when I read them. I know that sounds really odd, but I'm one of these people that I when I do a reading, I meditate like two or three times before a reading and then I write everything down. Okay. So to me, it, it hasn't changed so much in that aspect because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who I'm talking to. I don't I don't have to see who they are. I don't want to I don't want to see who they are. I want to just see who they are in my own mind. And, and what do I gather from the meditation? And so in that sense, it's, it's very similar. But for me personally, I've had right. changes with it, you know, because. I feel that's that a good thing, actually. That's a good yeah. thing because, yeah, it, it's almost like a single blind reading where you know you can't be accused of doing what's called cold readings by you know looking at people's expressions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that that's actually a good thing. Well, and and you know I write everything down like in my meditations before I even talk to people, and then I tell them when when I'm talking to you, I give you everything I get, and then if anything else comes through you know, I'll definitely, you know, share it. Like if someone else comes in while, you know, the reading's going on, I would, you know, totally do that. But it's just for me, it's just the way I've always personally worked because I, I don't want to see people. And I know that sounds really kind of strange, but then you, you can, if you look at someone, you can pick up their energy really easy in their emotion. And, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to look at someone and have it set me off. But, you know, but then there's also the other thing of, you know, I think about the story that um, although I'm from Missouri, I was visiting 
um, my son and daughter-in-law, when they lived in New York, they no longer live there. And we went to this little coffee shop, you know, downtown um, in Manhattan. And it was really interesting because we were standing outside. And mm-hmm. as I'm talking, I'm looking past them in this huge picture window. And there's all this commotion going on, okay, in the background. But right. outside, in our own little world, we were just in our own little world. And I, I remember thinking, wow, that's kind of like a reading. When you're think you're focusing on a person, but at the same time, all this other, you know, information is coming in behind them or around them or through them or next to them. And you have to capture that information. And I, that's what I write down, you know, and then it's like, oh, I'm getting this over here and this is coming in behind you. And I'm seeing this. And I think that's a lot like a reading. And it's it's interesting because. Every, you know, you'll talk to every medium. I know you've talked to everyone, you know, every month and they all have a different way. And they all have different ways. Yep. Yeah. And even though we have a lot of similarities, we have a lot of differences because it's how we were raised or how we discovered it in our own way or how we crafted it in our own way. You know, and I think that Mm -hmm. for me, you know, mine was always writing it down because I would meditate. I just started meditating. That's, you know, I, I had all this stuff happening around me. And I was trying to figure out a way to figure it all out, put it into boxes. Who did it belong to? And so I started meditating and then I would write something down. I'd be like, oh, gosh, I forgot. I got to go do this. Oh, oh, man, I had to do this at like three. OK, and I'd write that down so I could let go of it. And so for me, it was really, really important to write everything down mm-hmm. so that I could let go of it. So I could allow myself to be open to see whatever needed to come through. And exactly. then that's how it worked for me. It's funny how like the spirit will know before a reading, before your readings, that this particular, you know, this is the message that needs to come across. I mean, it, it just goes to show that, you know, th- they're aware of what's going on in this world. You know what I mean? Right. But it's also, you know, and the thing is, too, though, the medium, they also have to work with the medium in their own frame of how they live in their life. You know, like if right. if somebody told me something I didn't understand, I would be sitting there going, you know, I, I don't know what this means, but I'm going to tell you what I feel like it means. But yep. this is what I'm getting. And and that's the best you can do. And sometimes, if you know, and I'll be honest, I mean, you know, I'm not 100 percent. And if I miss something, I'm kind of like, well, why did that happen? You know, like, why did I get that? That wasn't so bad. But but sometimes that's just the way it is. And it's kind of, you know, we can only do, you know, what we can do. And it, we, so that's why I try to always stick to the way I personally work for me, you know, and I'm, I'm always yeah. interested in how everybody else works. But, you know, it, it may not be the way the right way for me. So that's right. why I always tell everybody else out there, you know, who's listening. If you're feeling something a certain way and somebody says, oh, no, you can't do it that way. I don't listen to that because I don't yeah. agree with that. I think everybody has their own their own direction. I think Hollywood and the media have done a big disservice to the way mediumship works. Yes, um, because it, it, it's just like. For instance, my daughter is going into forensics, okay? She's studying uh, at University of New Haven into forensics. And it's forensic cases do not get solved in one hour like the, the CSI episodes. <laughs> right. You know I mean? And it's same with mediumship, right? I mean, it doesn't work that way. It's not clear cut like like it would be if, if somebody wrote the script, obviously. Right. Well, so, and that's yeah. true. And and that's the thing. And that's, you know, and like you said, that is kind of the problem with it, the way Hollywood, you know, portrays it, that it can be done immediately. And you know, all the answers 100% and mm-hmm. everything's right. It doesn't work like that. But 
what you do is you feel like I always say that, you know, if you give enough pieces of the puzzle, you have your puzzle, you have your answers, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's what I always ask the other side to give me the pieces of the puzzle or give me as much as you can or as clear as it can that I can understand it, even if it is something that's beyond me. I mean, you know, if somebody in, you know, a biomed or something, they, you know, they pass and they're trying to tell me something, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to be like, um, I see, you know, what do I see? You know, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you have to put it, you know, in my frame of reference that I can understand it. And I think that, you know, when people are open to hearing that or open to understanding that that's where you come from, then I think then you can get even, you know, you can get more out of a reading too. Oh yeah, for sure. And I I think uh, like, like you alluded to earlier, we all have a little bit of uh, intuitiveness in us. And I I think one of the big blockers for is self self doubt that, you know, you might, you might pick up on something and you're, you know the the self the your your ego comes in and says nah it's you're just you're, just your imagination it can't be right you know mm-hmm. that sucks a lot of people and I think you know people, mediums that are successful have learned to to tune that out and and learn to to trust themselves with with what they're perceiving and quiet that ego down I think right well and that's that is the big thing you got to take the ego out and and I think that's why one reason I write everything down is. When it's coming through, boom, 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 I'm writing it down and I'm not thinking. And then, you know, if I go back and I look at it and I was just like, oh, that's, is that right? Is that right? And I'm like, well, that's what I got. That's what they're getting. You know, I mean, it's just as simple as that. I'm not going to judge it. I'm not going to, you know, say anything. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, if it's, if that's what it is, great. And if I'm off, then I guess I'm off, but you know, that, that's how it is. And so, you know, I think intuition is really important for everyone. You know, like you said, and like we were talking about everyone has it. And it might be a good idea for people to even try that. You know, if you have a loved one, I mean, I would love for everyone to have a connection with their loved one on their own. And you can do it in so many different ways. There's so many different avenues you can take to have that connection. And, and I mean, just being intuitive, just, you know, having, Mm -hmm. you know, like how many times do people say, Oh, I got a whiff of this. and I knew it was so-and-so. You know, right, or right. I, you know, I heard the song and I knew it was that. And it's like, yeah, that's how mm-hmm. they're coming through to you. I mean, or, you know, I had something happen to me today where somebody has <laughs> sent me something. And it was so funny because I, as soon as this person sent me this, I knew it was coming from someone in my family saying, you need to do this. And I was just right. like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I need to do this. And, and I had to laugh because I thought I was not planning this at all. And it came through and happened kind of spontaneous, but I knew instantly that that's why I had to do mm-hmm. this. And, and it's, if people would pay attention right. to that more and, and like connect with their loved ones and say, Hey, come through and give me a sign or, Hey, come through and, you know, mm-hmm. show me something in, in whatever way you want to, you know, do it. Or if, you know, if, if you have a certain thing that, you know, you love, you know, that connects to them, you know, give me that and, and let me see that. So I know I'm on the right track. And sometimes that helps. When, yeah. when yeah absolutely and you know just referring back to you know the the ego it is it really blocks you from doing stuff like that um i would recommend anybody that you know really wants to really get in touch with themselves to uh read a couple of books from Eckhart Tolle i don't know if you heard of him but mm-hmm. uh, he is a big promote proponent of what's called the now and living yeah. now and not worrying about the past, not worrying about the future, because really you're only living in the now. Right. What happened one second ago is already gone. 
And what hasn't happened is not what you're living in. It's it's yet to come, but you know, and it's just a way of quieting your mind and just quieting quieting your ego because the ego is your worst enemy. It, ego is like fight or flight. It was very important when we were cavemen and uh, we were attacked by, you know, by lions and stuff like that. Uh, and we had to survive and all of that. Yeah, it was important then. But now that we're an evolved society with, you know, universities and libraries and everything, you know, it, it's it's not as important as, as it used to be. I, I mean, that's that's what Eckhart kind of says in a nutshell, mm-hmm. in a much, much better way. <laughs> Well, you said it great. You said it was beautiful. And I mean, I, you know, I always say that too. I actually wrote down a long time ago to remind yourself you're doing this one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's kind of like, just be in the moment, you know, and, and, and that's exactly what you just said. And I agree with that. And I think that's important that, you know, when we do that and you're, you're just kind of taking everything one moment at a time, you know, in the now, you can be more open and more aware. And I think that, you know, that's where the validation comes in. That's where, you know, spontaneous knowing comes in. That's where you find all these, you know, answers or you have these emotional connections mm-hmm. that you didn't know were there, you know. And and I mean, think about it. Like all these people now who are working at home, when they take a break and they're, you know, having to do work, if they just sit for five minutes and say, okay, I need, I just need some energy. You know, you can ask for the universe to give you some energy, you know, ask you know, give me some energy. Let me, you know, get through this day. And, and then, you know, and then I always try to balance it out where, okay, then I have to do something positive. If I'm asking, you know, if if I'm going to ask for something from the universe, you got to give back. And so I like to always try to do something that way too. And I feel like that helps too, because, you know, you're moving good energy around. That's how I look at it. (laughs) Yeah. I I also look at it, uh, you know, if, if you're really focused on something, um, and your mind's not distracted by other things, then you can probably perform the task better if you're just thinking of whatever you're focused on at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, no, so, totally, totally. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so do you like, um, have you ever like refused to give a reading for any reason, maybe because a person wasn't ready or? Uh, something was telling you, no, this this isn't the right time or the right place or the right person or something like that. You ever get messages like that? Yeah, I have. There's been, yeah, there's been people along the way. I mean, you know, over the years where I'll start a reading and Mm -hmm. I'll see a red flag and I'll be like, oh, okay. And I'm like, "Uh, I think, I think that means I need to stop. And I'll just, I'll just be like, okay, do I really want to do this? And you know, or I'll sit there and I'll be like, gosh, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't read you. I just, I'm, you know, and I'll, I'll let them know. I'll apologize and say, I just don't feel comfortable reading you. I just feel like there's something there when it, it may not be them. It may, you know, it could be me. It could be something that maybe they have to experience before they should have a reading, or maybe, you know, I wasn't the right fit. You know, I mean, I've had readings where, you know, I might be like, Hmm, I'm not real comfortable or I might start a reading and just say, you know, um, I'm kind of feeling like this is what I'm going to give you. And, you know, I want you to let me know right away, you know, if you don't think this is right. And, you know, and if I get something it, and, you know, it doesn't happen often, but it does happen. I mean, it's it's just one of those things where if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And you have to like let it you have to let go and, and not just say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Or I might say, well, I'm going to give you the information I have, but I'm done. And I just want to let you know, I'm, you know, not charging you because that's what I have. And I just won't feel comfortable. But yeah, I think it's, 
I, you know, there could be so many reasons why it could be, I could be having a bad day. They, it could be, I wasn't supposed to read them. It could be, maybe they have to experience something different before they get a reading or it could be, you know, there's lots of things that could happen, but yeah, I mean, I'm not perfect. I, I, I'm happy to tell somebody if I can't get it. I'm not, you know, there's nothing, you know, I'm not perfect. So. Right. I, I, um, and the reason I asked that question kind of out of the blue, it just popped into my head because that happened to me. I went to a medium and she refused to read me. And, uh, I was kind of taken aback because I had the cash in hand. Um, my reasons were completely noble. I, I wasn't trying to trick or anything, but I, I gave her a fake name and I didn't give mm-hmm. any credit card information because I didn't want any what ifs. I didn't want, you know, you can Google my name and you can see what happened to, to me and my son, you know, like what happened <laughs> to my son, you know, and then you can do a whole session on that, you know, and I didn't want that. So I gave a fake name, paid in cash. No, no, sorry, I can't. I, you know, so I was a little bit skeptical of of, of the abilities of, of that particular medium, but mm-hmm. it could have been other things as well. Now, you know, you, you've opened my eyes to that as well. Well, so. and you know, I mean, you have to think about it too. It's like I could have, I could say, oh, I could try, but you know, it's if mm-hmm. you're not comfortable, if there's something there that you don't feel yeah. comfortable about, then I, I think it's good that. They don't do a reading and, and, you know, maybe the other mediums all say, oh, no, I've never had that happen. But I really don't believe that. I feel like everybody's had that somewhere along the way that there's just somebody you can't read or you don't feel comfortable reading or for what, yeah. you know, or even somebody who you may, they may keep coming back to you. They might want you to read them and read them again. And just like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm you know, I, yeah. I basically told people I would only read them once a year. I will not read them more than once a year because I did not want them to get caught into that, you know, go to a reading, get a reading, get a reading, you know, like I'm their personal, you know, medium and psychic every month. I won't do that. And I've never been like that. And and if they, even when they would email me, you know, and say, you know, oh, it's time for reading. I'd be like, well, I don't think so. So I'd go, you know, look up the file and I'd be like, yeah, no, sorry. You know, (laughs) I'm not going to do it. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's not about you know, me trying to see how much money I get. It's about, there's, you know, this is the way I work and how I, you know, I, I'm very, you know, I do the same thing with it. I'm just like this, I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to say, okay, sure. I'm just, this is who I am. And, and then if they're like, okay, then, I'm, you know, that's just the way it is. So, hmm. you know, we're all different. I mean, that's yeah. just that's how I am. <laughs> well, the, this medium's excuse to me was that her spirit guides told her not to do a reading with me. Hmm. Which I couldn't understand because I had, I just wanted to get in touch with my son. I had no other motives other than that. Just I'm know. thinking that maybe she just couldn't connect with you. I mean, you know, and I, I feel like that can happen at times. So yeah. I yeah. think she should have just said, you know, I don't really feel like I can connect with you. Well, I never I even no, talked. Yeah. I never, I never even met her. It was through her secretary. Everything okay. was through her secretary. Hmm. So that's what that's what get eh, kind of left the sour taste in my mouth. But anyways, it, yeah. it, it's you know. But then I've had some really really amazing readings. So, yeah, and most of them were amazing. So yeah, uh, we'll you know, see. And and maybe that's why too. Maybe you were meant to go to somebody different after that. Hmm. You know, yeah. it's just it's just you know you got to look at it like that. I mean, I just you know you never know. Hmm. Hmm. Absolutely. So, um, have you ever gotten like? during your readings like um do you do you do you what are you clairvoyant clairaudient clairvisionary like do you see 
what's going on? Like, do you see visions? I, I see things and I sometimes will hear words and I feel mm-hmm. things. Those are my main three. But seeing is mostly what I, I, it's more like, you know, I see, I'll close my eyes and I see things happen in front of me. That's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I see. And I kind of, you know, I go from there. Interesting. And um, do you, do you ever do any like training for other people to tap into their powers of mediumship? Like, do you you do any courses or anything like that? No, I don't do any courses. I mean, like at the conferences that I've been at, when we, you know, go into the different breakout rooms, I'll, you know, teach something that I have, you know, that worked for me or that I like to do or, you know, and and I think that it may help someone, you know, with whatever Mm -hmm. their experience or, you know, like, oh, try this. And, you know, because like I said, mainly I do a lot with, you know, it's kind of like energy and with Mm -hmm. writing information down. I do okay. that kind of thing. So, yeah. but I don't the psychometry. It, no. The psychometry, you ever try that? Yes, I have done that. Well, and actually, you know, um, basically it would be like when, when someone would send me, you know, a money order or check in the mail or whatever, and I hold the envelope mm-hmm. and you're just like, what do you see? What do you feel? And uh-huh. I would just write it on the envelope. And then after that, I would, you know, write it. I would write, you know, continue and write down in my notes and, you know, for their, in their file and put yeah. it in there. And then when it gets close to the reading, then I would open it up and then I would, you know, start over and meditate and what is going on. What am I, you know, what, what who's coming through now? Mm-hmm. And I would just kind of go that route. But I think, you know, mainly it's just, you know, I kind of just, you know, hang out here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't teach really any courses. Yeah. No, that's cool. There's it's, a lot it's, of it's forever family mediums that do. Oh, so I, I let them do that. Of course. I mean, you, you got to do what you're good at and what your strengths are. And that's, Totally respectable, totally fine. I remember doing a, a, a medium training course. I mean, way, way back. I, I did a, a local session here in Albany where we got paired up with somebody and this lady handed me her ring and the name John came to my mind and, and it was her grandfather John's wedding ring and like it completely freaked her out. I, I don't know how I came up with that name, but you know, I was told that I have some psycho- psych- psychometric abilities, I guess, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It was fun. It was totally That's cool. Fun. Well, you I should mean, probably I- keep doing that, Roman. You should keep, you know, doing, you know, <laughs> practicing. I wish I can predict lottery numbers. That's what I want to know. Oh. <laughs> oh, you and me both. I mean, <laughs> that there's a lot the of best. combinations. I don't think my brain can handle that. I don't think my, I don't think the spirits could handle me with that. <laughs> oh, boy. So, no, so, I mean, really, you know, you made a good point is if there's something you are good at, you mm-hmm. should practice. You should practice. You should. Yeah. And even if you just kind of make it your own, like, personal i i don't want to say game but it's kind of like you could use it as that in a way where you know you if you're out somewhere and you pick something up and you hold it just see what you feel from it you know and if or somebody drops something and if you pick it up for them but do you feel something from that and you could hand it to them you might be like you might be feeling happiness or sadness and you could be like oh so how's your day you know i mean i would do that Mm -hmm. to people all the time like when i I'm around people and, and my friends now are on to me. So they know this, but if I'm, if I'm picking up something really strong, I'll be like, so what's going on with you today? You know, I just, you know, how's it going? You know? And, and it'll be like, Oh yeah. What, what are you getting out Or what, you know, how do you feel? And it's just, it's kind of one of those things where it's just being in tune in a different way. So maybe that's one of your ways and it mm-hmm. could be, you know, one of many, who knows, it could be one of many, you might have multiple, you know, you probably have multiple, 
But if you know that worked for you, that might be something to practice in your own way. And just by doing it and making yeah. it fun, that opens you up more because you're enjoying it. And then you start getting receiving more. You know, when we, I'm going to try you know, that. When, you know, when we I, ever have that, when anybody does that, when you're yeah. doing any of those experiences, if you enjoy it, you want more. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very guilty of like being a... Uh, uh, you know, not not a materialist, but like, you know, I, I'm very hard on myself. It's like, there's no way I, I haven't, you know, I don't have those abilities. So, ever since that time, I, I've never really tried it again. But you know what? You, you've given me some, uh, uh, you fed me some crumbs there, and I'm gonna try to run with it a little bit. You do try it. Then when I talk to you next time, we'll talk about yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll make a note of it to let you know how that went. Oh. Like next time we talk in a in a year or whatever, maybe so, hopefully sooner. Actually, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that would be cool. You try that. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to ask? Um, do do you is your consciousness altered at all? Like during a reading, like do you go into a different? Are you like present in the room with the person, and it's just whatever comes into your head, kind of thing? Um. Hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to think of how I want to say this because mostly yeah. I'm on the phone. So, okay. you know, there's nobody in front of me. But okay. when I meditate for the reading and I write everything down, that is separate. And then when I go into the reading and I, I am telling the client what I received, I'm also open to hearing or seeing whatever else comes through. And because I don't see them, I start seeing other things and I could say, well, this is what I'm getting. And okay, mm -hmm. now this came through with this. And, you know, and, and so I am kind of in a different zone, I guess. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm aware, but I'm also kind of in a different place, you know? So I, I do allow myself to be open and to have whatever experience I need to have. And, and it could even be something where I might feel something, you know, like, you know, like, or there may be somebody that's, like right next to me. And I could say, you know, okay, there is someone standing next to me. I can feel their energy. It's definitely male, you know, and then I'll start going into, you know, describing whatever I see and, you know, and I can do it that way too. So I think I kind of allow myself to be open to whatever needs to come through in whatever way it needs to come through. And then at the end of the reading, then I shut it down. But okay. I am open, you know, during the reading and I'm I'm open when I'm, you know, meditating to whatever I need to experience. So I kind of, you know, I've always been one of these people that this is going to sound really bizarre what I do. It's like you pick yourself up and move yourself over to the right and you put yourself down. OK, That's so it. it's like I take myself and put myself to the side to allow to whatever needs to come through to me. And and. It's it's more of a visual thing, I think, for me, because then it's like taking myself out of the way, you know, yeah. letting go of any ego, letting go of everything and allowing whatever needs to come through will come through to me in, in whatever way it needs to. And whether mm -hmm. it's a physical sensation, it's, you know, a, a visual, you know, and if it's something really, um, really difficult that it would be really, really hard for me to see, I really feel like spirit will give it to me in a way that will be not so difficult because, you know, it's really, it's really hard. You see things you really don't want to see. And yeah. so it must be draining too. Like it's I mean, very draining. Many, yeah. You must be like tired after a, a reading. Yeah. So I, many, I am. And 
Oh, go on. You can't do like 10 readings in a day. That's probably impossible, right? No, like, I'm you... no, I'm not that I'm not that medium. There there may be mediums out there like that. I I am I've never been one of those. I will not do hardly any more than a couple a week. I am not one right. to do a bunch and and I'm okay with that. And I don't mind letting yeah. people know. And some people are like, oh my gosh, I do 10, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, that's great. You know, that's good for you. I don't work that way. I I am very different. I'm very, mm-hmm. you know, I I focus on what I need to with, you know in a certain way for me and maybe, you know, other mediums, they're, they're that great that they can do all that. I, I can't, <laughs> and I'm okay with that, but you know, we all work in our own way. And you know what, Janet, in, in the many, many mediums that I've interviewed over the last four years that I've been doing this gig, um, there, there aren't, I, I can't think of one that does 10 in a day. It's yeah. usually one, two maximum. Not there's not a lot. I mean, because it's really draining. It, it takes out a lot of energy, and it's a lot to ask for from a medium. You know, that's 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 why you guys get the big bucks. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I mean, you know, you put a lot of time into it, and that's oh, the difference. Is, you know, when you're thinking, oh, it's just you know an hour, and they're you know they're making money and good, they're going about their way. It's like no, I mean, I don't know how other mediums work, but you know what I, I do you know, two or three meditations before mm-hmm. I even do the reading. So, you know, right. we're talking, you know, hours yeah. and then the reading itself. And, and so it's, and it's kind of like, well, but there's the purpose is, you know, to connect with a loved one. The yep. whole purpose is to give Absolutely. someone comfort or to help them, you know, move forward. And, and you know what, you know, as a, you know what, uh, this reminds you as a musician, you know, I'll perform maybe once every two weeks, but the rehearsals and the practices and the practicing on my own that goes on with it. When you work it down to that, I'm getting paid like pennies an hour. You know, right. you do right. more for the love of it and to to to, to bring enjoyment to to the world, basically. Right. Well, so, and yeah. and you know, the other thing too, Roland is is when I disability was coming through when I was younger right. and getting stronger and stronger and stronger. It was a heads up to me that it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, and and that was the whole reason that I wanted to get tested because I'm like, well, I can't I can't read people if I know I'm not, you know, if I'm not good enough. And and Mm -hmm. that's why I did it. And so I think it was important that as I was, you know, going through my life and saying, you know, there's a purpose to this. And it's not just for me to be seeing what I'm seeing. I have to be able to you know, put it somewhere. Where is it going? And then I realized as I started reading, it was like, oh my gosh, this is this is what it's supposed to do. I'm supposed to be sharing what I know, you know, instead mm-hmm. of just getting mm-hmm. it. And I right. think that, you know, that's part of the thing too, is people, you know, people think, oh, you just automatically have this. You can turn it on. You can turn it off. You can do this. You can do that. And it's like, that did not, that was not my story. My story was, it was coming through so strong all the time that it was, you know, so unbelievable and uncontrollable that I had to figure out how to take how to how to take care of myself and figure out how to do this and and know how to turn it off. Know, you know, how can I put it in the right boxes and how can I share it? And and it was a journey, but it, you know, it it took me a long time, but it was also definitely worth it because it was worth knowing that what I was giving someone would bring comfort to them or, or let them know their loved ones there that, you know, you don't, you can talk to your loved ones. You can, you know, sit in the chair and, mm-hmm. and talk to your loved one and you're probably going to get some form of a sign in some way. And if you're paying attention, you can recognize it. If you're not paying attention, you know, they'll come back another time. 
you know, I always say it's like somebody coming to your front door and ringing a bell. If you're not there, they're going to go away, but they're probably going to come back because they have something to tell you. So, you know, Mm -hmm. and and that's kind of how it works. So I think that it was um, a really long journey, but at the same time, it's, it was a total, a journey that was totally worth going through everything I went through to bring me out on the other side to help someone and give them comfort. And that's, the, you know, that's the immortal purpose. words of uh, Spider-Man's Uncle Ben with great power comes great responsibility. Yes, yes. <laughs> you said it for sure. You said it for sure. <laughs> that's true. Absolutely. So true. How, what do you think of death now that, you know, you, you communicate with the other side? Do you fear death? Um, no, I, I just think that it's it's just like a, another doorway. And, Transition. you know, and, you know, sometimes I'll be like, hmm, I don't know how it's going to happen. And I probably really don't want to know how it's going to happen. But you know what? It's 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 going to happen. It's, you know, they always yeah. say death and taxes. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. I, I feel like when I have gotten so many wonderful signs from loved ones, family and friends after they passed that I think, you know, that's going to be really cool when I get to catch up with them all. I don't, I'm not ready. I don't think, but you know, whatever the time comes, it's, it's okay. It's going to be okay because there, I know I'm going to be surrounded in a really cool way. And, you know, I don't know if it will be a surprise. I don't know if I already have ideas about it, but I know that, you know, there's comfort, there's loved ones over there and, you know, mm-hmm. it'll be nice to catch up again. You know, that's how I look at it. I know it'll be very different than what it is over here. Yes. And I'm, I'm not looking forward to, to crossing over, but I'm not scared of what's happening, you know, after that, you know, because I, I right. know we'll be taken care of. Uh, right. I agree. I totally agree. And like you said, I think it's going to be, you know, more beautiful than what we can imagine. And I, I yeah. always go back to this. Um, this one time in my book, I talked about a woman was at the end of my bed one time when I, I went to sleep. I couldn't get to sleep. I rolled over. And I happened to look down and there was a woman at the end of the bed or at the end of the room. And she was standing this certain way. And and she was trying to warn me, which, you know, I didn't have a clue at the time because I didn't really understand what she was doing. And she was sending these colors like a rainbow towards me. And they were so vivid. I have never in my life seen colors like that. It's like taking a neon light. And timesing it by, you know, 100,000, it was so pure and vivid and beautiful. And it was coming to me and I felt so much love. And I remember, you know, smacking my husband going, you know, wake up, there's one, there's one, there's one, you know, and, and then and telling them, I'm like, oh, my God, I said it wasn't an earth love. It was not an earth love. I've never felt it. It was a love I had never experienced that was so unique i don't even know how to explain it and i don't think i can totally explain it but it was something that i thought wow that's what it's like when you're on the other side that's what it's like yeah i'm i'm totally fascinated by that i've read a couple of books on it and um you know there's that the the one by anthony borgia um life in the world unseen i think it's called okay Um, and he is Anthony Borgia is the he's a medium that does uh, um, he he writes by handwritten you know just basically what is being dictated to him by uh, this this Monsignor from the Catholic Church Hugh Benson Monsignor Hugh Benson who got it all wrong when he was in you know a mortal 
uh, and you know preached all of these strict doctrines of the Catholic Church, and then once he was crossed over, is saying no, it ain't anything like that. It's much more beautiful and just incredible, and it's a free download. You can get you can Google it. Um, it's called Life in the World Unseen for all oh, cool. uh it's a you can get a free pdf of it it is it floored me it's a absolutely well written and it's all done by uh, a medium who just just you know wrote down by hand what's the medium was anthony borgia that wrote down uh sir uh, hugh benson's uh whatever it was dictated by like what sir hugh benson was seeing monsignor uh, mm-hmm. benson was seeing on the other side and it just Probably the, one of the best descriptions of the other side that I've ever seen, that I've ever read. So if anybody's interested, that's that's a really good uh, it's a really good read. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, we're we're coming up. Uh, this was like this hour flew by so quick. It's it's incredible. It did. It did. Well, I did a lot of talking. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's great. That's what we're here for. It's uh, you guys are you know you're the expert on mediumship, and we're here to tap your brains. I I can talk for hours too, but nobody's interested in what I have to say. <laughs> oh, sure we are. Sure, we I'm are. just a dope small <laughs> guitar player. But um, let's let's do a little plug about you. Um, tell us about your practice and how people can get a hold of you and all that good stuff. Well, I mean, you just can find me on my website at mm-hmm. um, www.janetmayer.net. Um, mm-hmm. I actually currently am not doing any readings right now. I am on kind of on a break. And so that, you know, they, they can get a hold of me if they have questions or something. I mean, mm-hmm. I do, you know, I can talk to people that way, but I don't, you know, right now I'm, I'm kind of on a, a break here. So the sabbatical. Yes, I am I'm on a spot. Okay. <laughs> Well, good for you. You know, sometimes you guys need a break from from that. You know, that's right. That's right. But I mean, I'm you know, it's 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 great to talk about it and to you know let people. I you know, like I said, I do the um, the fourth Thursday of the month too, and it's it's interesting because it's great to talk about our intuition and where we're at and to remind people that we have it. And that's kind of what I feel like I'm here for too. Is that you know you don't really need me. I might be helpful, but you also can have connections of your own in your own way. And, and I always suggest people, you know, to, you know, try, try different things. I think it's important to, you know, find your own connections and, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, mediums definitely can help. I'm, uh, you know, hundred percent there, but I also feel like, you know, we can all, you know, make connections on our own too. And it, it and they're very fulfilling and the connections are beautiful and emotional. And, you know, I always hope people try that too. And do lots of reading, like you said, Roman. There's tons of books out there, and oh, you know yeah. you can you can go in any direction that you want. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, there's so many different facets to this thing about the afterlife. There's consciousness. There's you know there's uh, EMDR, holotropic breath breathing. There's uh, uh, you know those the mirror gazing. There's there's just so many things there that, that touch upon it. Even quantum physics touches upon it. You know, yeah. the fact that consciousness dictates reality and it's not the other way around. Materialists think that, uh, you know, reality dictates everything. No, not true. You know, that saying, and I've said it many times, if a tree falls in a forest, nobody's there to witness it. Does it make it sound? It's a firm no. It does not make it sound because it, it's it, it's not being observed. It's it, Observation is what dictates reality. Consciousness dictates reality. That's what yeah. quantum physics at the tiniest level has proven with the double slit experiment. 
and uh, it just it's it's amazing you know there's there's so much that we don't know there's so much right and that's true it isn't it isn't it interesting though exploring it all as much as we can you know individually yeah you could spend a whole life and you won't even get there you the the way that god put everything together there's no way (laughs) right but it's fun it's fun taking the minute minuscule steps towards being enlightened i guess right well we're kind of all on that path when you think about it even though you might not realize that we are yep absolutely Janet. it has been wonderful talking to you thank you so much for sharing your insights it's been great well thank you roman it was great being here thanks for having me thank you everybody and thank uh, thank you janet thank you everybody and i'll see you everybody in in, in, well next month i won't be here i'll be in italy visiting my daughter who is uh, studying in Prato, Italy, and uh, my family is taking a vacation there. So I think Tom Gould is going to be taking over for me for for next month. But I'll be back in the in month of May. To, to, to oh do wow! That. Well, have a great time, Roman. Well, thank you so much, Janet. All right, you take care. Thank you very much, and everybody. As Bob and Fran love to, to remind us, our loved ones are only a heartbeat away. Science is going to prove it. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.